The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but like joy, they will grow inside of you. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, but like fungus, the news, it will grow on you. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? And the answer is simple. God keeps telling me, Go back to the studio. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. That's 10,800 half seconds. Wow. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions like this. As a Christian, is it okay to veg out? That's right. Is it okay to veg out? Is it okay just to go click off? Thank you very much. Of course, Jesus said, come ye apart and rest a while. So the answer would be yes. Bottom line, though, is if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, you have this opportunity to reach out and to connect to us. Now, for those that want to roller skate by the studio and wave banners, we cannot see you because we are inside the studio. For those who are trying to figure out whether this show is live or not, here you go. Ready? Ready for this? What did the magician say to the fish? What did the magician say to the fish? Ready? Pick a cod. Any cod. <laughs> Come on, is that a great way to open up? Pick a card. Anyhow, <laughs> pick a card. You can reach out to us by calling 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, guess what? You'll be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right. You are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite. That's right. You'll be talking to kid dynamite. And by the way, talking to him, that's like arriving at your vacation destination first day of vacay. Oh, that's that's pretty solid right there. Perhaps you want to use text instead of phone. We get it. You can text us 214-210-8483. 
That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Plus, we're going to send you up to the website like we often do. I'm not going to labor or belabor or bemoan the point. Uh, I have been sick, as most of you know. I have, was sick yesterday. I, got, I drove home Monday night. By the time I got home, I had 101 temperature. I was like, what? So a part of me feels like I've been under the gun, under attack, and then another part of me feels like I've been under the gun, under attack. <laughs> Somewhere between under the gun and under the attack. That's kind of where I felt like uh, we've been. In the meantime, whenever I'm not live, we do take a pretty serious dip in our giving. So we'll just ask for those that have given, please be aware of that. For those that have never given, please consider that. We really would appreciate that. As well, on the website, there are some really cool things like a whole connection to all our podcasts. We do want to thank Eric because he pointed out that there was a grammatical error on the 25,000-word website. We missed a word. (laughs) Actually, I told him, I'm going to do the Adam and Eve thing and blame my son. Because that's, you know, she did it. No, the snake did it. Okay. Anyhow, uh, please check out the website, please. He must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say that that probably is marbles. You know, somebody playing marbles. You ever play marbles? You have a little circle and you have a marble in the middle and you try and shoot little marbles. Okay. Uh, by the way, that joke was hysterical. What did the magician say to the fish? Pick a cod. Any cod. Uh, also, I just want to update you. So Julianne and Jared are at home. Everybody is doing pretty well. Everybody's doing well at Joshua's house. Everybody's doing pretty well everywhere. The person that's on the mend is moi. And, uh, but fortunately, I have a wife who cares. And without that, we'd have a lot of problems. So you'd, uh, you'd be listening to repeat after repeat after repeat. In the meantime, somebody has called in. We will give them the opportunity to reach out to us. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Al. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Al, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I uh, just wanted to put in a prayer request. If Absolutely. Could. Yes. Uh, you know the situation with my wife. Yes, I do. Well, I'm having to take her to the hospital again. Okay. We're going we're gonna to pray. Are you guys on the way now? No, she won't. My son's coming in from college and she won't go till he gets here, but okay. She's been she's been in her bed for three days now, and, and won't won't get up or anything. So, well, let's pray, brother. Let's take it to the Lord because okay. I know I know it's a heavy burden for you, and and you and I've been uh, communicating. So let's pray and let's ask everybody else to join in this burden bearing Please. this with you. Okay, let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We need a miracle. We don't have time. Uh, you know, we don't have any capacity here. Uh, we need Al's wife to have a touch by your power and by your presence. We need her mind to have a touch by you. 
We need Al not to give up. I know it's hard, and he's, he's right at that edge, and I just pray you'd lift him up. Just give him courage. Give him strength. He can't do this on his own. He does not have his own power. He does not have his own capacity to stand firm. And so we are asking you in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing for him and for his wife. We're asking you in the name of Jesus that you would bring help to him. He doesn't know what to do. He's at the end, and Lord, just like many of us, you get to the brink, you get to the end, and you just we just don't know how to handle it. And so we need a miracle. And we're not going to ask any other way, but please bring a miracle for Al into his family's life. Let his son arrive safely, let everything go well, let them get her to the hospital, and give him the stamina and the strength and the wisdom on what to do and how to handle it. But most of all, I pray for him right now as a brother, as, as my brother in you, Lord, that you would give him such a peace of mind that it would, it, would blow, it would just blow him away because he's just, okay, I got it, I got it, God is with me, God's going to help me. Lord, please be that best friend for him right now. That's exactly what he needs. He needs your grace. He needs your miracle power. Everybody who's listening to my voice prays with me, stands with me in this. Bring a miracle for our brother Al. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. You are welcome, and I want you to keep me posted. Even if it's not something that we share, just text me so I can be praying all along. I do not want you going through it alone, brother. you got to have help. I will. So stay, stay will, connected, babe. okay? Okay. All right. Love you, bro. Thank you. All right. Love you, too. So this is one of the things, and I'm actually glad that that, – I'm not glad that he's going through this, so let's not get weird on that. But I wanted to – I was trying to figure out different ways to talk to the audience because I've really been petitioning the Lord, and I want to say this in a a way that you guys will really get this. I want to see the Lord healing people just like – we want to see that. But I don't want to do the, hey, we're going to put on a show and a bow tie and a hat and, uh, and have sparklers behind us and say, oh, do, 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 do. I don't want to do that either. Okay, I just, don't, I just don't see that. I don't see that in Scripture. I don't see, in fact, most of the times when Jesus healed, he would heal somebody and he would say, don't tell anybody, which is kind of like, it's kind of like, that's kind of the opposite of what you think he might do. I just, I just want all of us to be in this, this audience of people that really believe that God cares and that he's present and that he's a part of things. And I don't care what the healing is for, and I don't mean that in a rude way. I just I, I think that there is no limit to our God. There is, there's nothing that's too hard for the Lord. Uh, the, 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 the truth of the matter is he can resurrect a body. He can reestablish a mind. He can repair anything. He can redeem people. Are like, well, you can't redeem time. He created time. Of course he can redeem time. That's silly. God can do anything. It's our faith that activates that process. And I just I just have been praying, and I tell the Lord, I wish I had better faith. I wish I had more earnest faith, not just for you guys, but for myself. I'm just being honest. It's like I wish when I was praying, Lord, heal me, he'd go, okay, <laughs> and then I wouldn't get 101. Here's what I want. I just don't want us to quit trying. The one thing the Lord's laid upon my heart is we witness to people in some way, shape, or form, or we share the gospel in some way, shape, or form. We try to tell people about the Lord in some way, shape, or form, but because they don't get saved, we don't stop representing Jesus. You don't go, oh, well, you know, now that I didn't get uh, victory there, I'm going to stop representing Jesus. 
if you think about the the wisdom behind it, we just need to be persistent in our faith like Jesus taught, and we need to be diligent, and we need to be careful, and we need to be believing. And I could use a greater dose of faith, but I need everybody to be with me to have that same greater dose of faith and a greater sense of persistency saying, Lord, you can, and you told the leper you were willing. We need you to be willing here. And we need these people, a brother like Al, to please, please get touched. We need to step into that realm. I'm not talking about being show people or anything like that. I'm talking about being genuine followers of Jesus Christ, seeing the power of God released. Whatever that's going to take, whatever we need to do, what we really need is just to believe that God cares enough to say yes. We need to all work on that together, okay? All right. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So there's teaching in the church. Most of you, if you're familiar with the shepherding movement, just so you can know, Bob Mumford and Derek Prince, people who were uh, influential in the church, came up with this idea of the shepherding movement, that the, the shepherd is responsible for the people, and because the shepherd is responsible for the people, the shepherd should have authority to help them make decisions in life. Initially, the idea is good in the sense of making good decisions, moral decisions, so on and so forth, but it quickly grew into abuse where people were making making decisions about relationships, jobs, locations of living, uh, how much they were giving, the whole nine yards, okay? Pastor Ken was a huge fan of the shepherding movement. He just didn't know it was called the shepherding movement. He just liked the control. So he would say to us, Touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. You can't speak against me. It's okay that you took down the rabbi, but you can't do that to me. Let me give you, I'm going to read you a scripture. I'm going to show you where the error is so that everybody can understand how deep the fallacy goes. This comes out of Psalm 105, and this is verse 8. And I'm going to show you something that a lot of people won't show you because they don't understand the word context. Verse 8 in Psalm 105, he has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham, his oath to Isaac, then confirmed it to Jacob, to Israel, to who? To Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan and the portion of your inheritance, when they were only a few in people. Very few and strangers in it. And they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people. He allowed no one to oppress them, and he rebuked kings for their sakes, saying, Do not touch my anointed one, and do my prophets no harm. In context, touch not my anointed ones and do my prophet no harm is all the people of Israel. And God was telling all these different uh, Gentile nations, don't touch my people. Don't touch my people. You touch my people. You're going to be in trouble. Bad, bad, bad. Don't do that. I'll blow you up. I mean, this is like that kind of thing. 
And what the pastors have done is they've taken that verse out of context, even though it refers to the people of God. And you think, wait, 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 are you telling me it's not the leaders? Touch not my anointed one. Christ means anointed one. Christians is anointed ones. Specifically, that passage is about people who don't believe in God touching God's people. That's exactly what it's got nothing to do with a pastor by himself. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We should, throughout this show, we're going to make reference to Al and being in prayer for Al and for his wife. I mean, we are just asking the Lord just to bless him, to touch him, to make a change in their situation. He doesn't know what else to do. Have you ever felt like that? you ever been like at the point where I have no idea what to do? Right. In fact, in one of the Psalms, I think it's either Psalm, I think it's Psalm 107. So I'm gonna, I'm guessing there, but don't get upset. It's either Psalm 107 or 105. It says they were at their wits' end. You ever been there? You ever been there? Just like, yeah, I got no more rope. I've got nothing. And it's like a, a, a great picture is you're like on a rope and you're dangling from the rope and there is no more rope left. <laughs> you are not climbing up. It's like we need to be the people that believe that God cares. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what the Lord has to do to me or to the show or to you. I don't know. I mean, I'm telling, I'm being honest. But I just believe with all my might, and, and this is the, the problem or the tension for the Bapticostals. On the, on the Pentecostal side, everything should just be a healing. On the, on the Baptist side, there's like nothing that's a healing. It's like none of that stuff's right. I mean, it's got to be in the balance. There's got to be something in the middle. For crying out loud, the Bible says, turn not to the right or the left. Hello. So it's like, all right, so we got to figure out how that works without doing that, without taking self-glory. One of the reasons that I think that God doesn't answer prayers as often for people, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like this, is because people would take it. They would take the glory. It's like, okay, but you missed that whole point then there. It's like, that's not the point of that. The point of that is for God to get the glory. So you want him to say yes, and as he's not going to get the glory, it's like, and I'm just being honest with us. Like that's kind of the way you gotta gotta think in those terms. So I was like, yeah, that's not the Lord. Don't like that. He doesn't like that so much. He turned Nebuchadnezzar into a cow. So you know, think of that. People are like, well, he was a wolf. No, he was a cow. He he ate out in the. He was out there. He's eating out with the with the cattle. Okay, that's even more humiliating. <laughs> I'm just saying. At least I'm wolfing it, so at least I'm respectable. Yeah, he turned him into Elsie. All right, anyway, uh, let's do our trivia question, and we'll keep Al in th- thought throughout the show. Here you go. Uh, this is not chosen because of Al, but it is rather connected to him in a certain way. Which apostle was rescued by an angel the night before he was due to stand trial? Now, you already know you're in the book of Acts, Right? And you should know that you're in Acts chapter 12, because that will give you the the geography. Uh, Which apostle was rescued by an angel the night before he was due to stand trial? If you think you know the answer, we would love you to respond and reach out to us. You can do that by calling 972-445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483. 
as well, you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Acts chapter 12 is where you want to go, which apostle was rescued by an angel the night before he was due to stand trial. If you think you know, reach out to us. In the meantime, we are going to do our DNA because there's nothing smarter in my mind than to do DNA because this stuff is the stuff we kind of live for or we should be living for. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, so DNA, kind of like the building blocks of what we should be like as Christians, that kind of approach. And so I uh, want to think, want you to think in those terms. And the D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, not kind of, oh, yeah, well, now I'm in trouble, so now I'm going to ask for the Lord. That is not the way we ought to be doing Christian faith. In fact, I do know people that they, they do everything they can, and then when they've run out of every option, then they ask God for help. Do you know who that's like? That's like Jonah. And I'm going to show you how it's like Jonah. The Bible is exceedingly clear in the in the Hebrew on Jonah that he got swallowed by the great fish. People are like it was a whale with a window in a in a in a fireplace. Not exactly. And it was in the third day of him being in that fish that he called out to God for help. Now you just have to sit there and think, why didn't he start? By calling out for help. Why did he wait? And that's the thing. If we draw closer to the Lord and stay connected to him, that would be the first thing. That's the D for the draw closer to the Lord daily. You want to be connected, talking to him in every circumstance. You don't want to wait to the end. You want to start everything with him. That's number one. Number two, and N stands for never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I promise you. All of the stuff that they're saying to you right now about political rhetoric and you can't say this and you can't say this, all of that stuff is a forerunner to not being able to share the gospel. If you have not yet figured that out, you got to catch on. They're trying to stop the truth from being proclaimed. And then A stands for always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that other people, they're hurt their pain, their issues, they matter. It matters to us how they are and how they're doing. If we were really to bear one another's burdens, when we have somebody call in like Al, we would hold that burden and we would carry that with us and bring it before the Lord and petition and say, you got to bring healing here and not let it go until we got the resolution. That would be the key. Okay, all right. We do have somebody that is ready to answer the trivia question, so let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing better today, Gary. I've had I've had three weeks that I would like to take Crumple in a ball and throw them somewhere <laughs> because it has just been, since we went to Tennessee to today, it has just been a on-fire couple of weeks, but... Starting to feel that comeback, and anytime you're feeling better, you you know you just think, okay, this is it. This is we're, well, I, we're on the we're on the track. I pray for all of you a Sunday, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. P- appreciate that very very much. And I'll pray for Al's wife too. Yes, that would be awesome. All right, now this is not a difficult question; it's kind of a classic question. So there was an apostle; he was rescued by an angel at night, uh, just before he was supposed to stand trial. Acts chapter twelve. Who was that? That was Peter. That is correct, sir. You are right. 
And I have always been amazed. That, so I, I teach on this uh, probably once a year when I was when I was pastoring uh, specifically. But I was always amazed that Peter was able to sleep that night before. It's like, how did he sleep? Like that is amazing that he was sleeping between them all. And it's like, so the angel had to wake him up. It's like, wow, yeah. that is so wild. That's real faith, right? Right. That is real faith. All right, my brother. And we need everybody to keep praying for you for your healing as well. So we okay. need everybody to carry that burden, okay? All let me, right. Let me let me pray over you real quick. I just want to want to carry the burdens. Let me do it. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our brother Gary and just ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to bring healing into his body. We'll just keep asking you, Lord, and we just ask you to bring that healing to him that he can have that refreshment, the re-energizing of his own body by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the only way it's going to work, Lord, is by your hand. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. amen, and I'll continue to pray for you and, and the others, too, and Al's wife. So. All right. I appreciate that, brother. God bless you. God bless you, too. All right, so that's Brother Gary. So here's the deal. The deal is I want you to catch on. I want you to catch it. You can just see what the Holy Spirit is like. Hey, Dave, you had a plan for the show? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) sometimes you just go, (laughs) Uh, you should have seen me about half, 45 minutes ago going, hey, where are all my papers all shoveled all over the place? I guess I know now. So the bottom line is draw closer, never be ashamed, and always be ready to serve. It's just that idea that, that, that you're connecting to the Lord, so you're loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and then you're aware and caring about other people, and that way you're loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So remember, Jesus did a summation of the law. Everybody knows the summation, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors, love yourself. But then Jesus gave a new commandment in John chapter 13, 34, 35, and 36. He said, love one another. So you took it to this whole other level, and so you do have this love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbors, love yourself as a responsibility, but you also have a responsibility to love one another, the brotherhood, the sister. It's called the brotherhood, but it doesn't exclude sisters, so let's not get weird. I so don't like the whole woke world. We'll talk about that another time. But the bottom line is petition the Lord on the behalf of others, caring, loving, and being the kind of person that reflects Jesus Christ. Look what Jesus did. He came to the earth. He not only sacrificed, but he took on 12. And one of them was a real Meshuggah. <laughs> Let me just say that. And he knew he was a Meshuggah. That's what so kills, so kills me. It's not like Jesus didn't know. Of course he knew. But he poured into him anyway. <sighs> oh, to have a heart and mind like Jesus. I would have just be even remotely there at that place. I just cannot think of pouring into somebody that was just going to. That's just great stuff. Anyway. All right. So anyway, we're going to take our break, then come back. We'll see where the show leads. We don't know. Hey, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hey there, it's Amazing Jennifer, and I am helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, 
that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry. Okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 770 KAAM Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth.